empowered people make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. This is Sarah Kaki with Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and I'm joined by our very own managing partner, Shauna Woods. Today's episode, we are going to discuss, are your fears rational? Shauna, what are some common fears that in our profession as family law attorneys is brought to you a lot? Common fears or common irrational fears? Where are we going? Whichever one you want to go. Okay. Well, I think there are common fears that can be rational for some and irrational for others. For sure. One of the most common I hear is I'm going to lose my kids. Yes. I'm never going to see my kids again, or they're going to turn the kids against me. Something along those lines. For most people, that's an irrational fear. For most people, that's an irrational fear. I want to be very clear of what we're saying here. And I try to walk people through different scenarios. I'm like, okay, back yourself out of this scenario, right? You are a neutral person. You don't know your family at all. Here are the distinctive facts of your family. Now, based on those following facts, as you, as a rational person, do you think you will never see your kids again? And most of the time they get there, right? They're like, okay, we understand that is a big fear, right? To not be able to have that connection with your kids. Let's hammer down the process you just used. Okay. Because I think the bigger conversation is whether people are going through divorce or anything in life, we all have some fears and whether they're rational or irrational, they grow and they grow like a cancer if we don't face them and just let them stay in the dark and get more oxygen to grow. And I think that's when fears grow, when they stay in the dark and we're not giving them proper time and attention to really say, look them face to face and say, is this a proper fear? Now, if you are going in an example of a person considering divorce and worrying about, am I going to lose my children? If they are going to a divorce attorney and seeking consultation with Sean or myself, that's the process we're going to use. Okay. That's a fear. Let's, let's address this fear. How let's look at the factors of your parenting. Let's look at the factors of your household. Let's look at the factors of your spouse's parenting and where you want this divorce to go and where you want five years from now to go. Now we can say that this is an irrational fear because we faced it. We didn't hide from it. The worst is when, you know, you sit here and dwell on something without wanting to really open it up and say, is this irrational or irrational? So, you know, I was was thinking of some of these examples before our um, conversation and I, I was thinking to myself, so when people come to us with these fears or they have any fear in life, even if it's outside of family law or divorce, just generally in life, there is something underlying that they're not really facing or some other emotion that is showing up that they're not facing and they are bringing it into this shape instead. So let's take the example of I'm going to lose my children. I think it's either I don't want to share my children or I don't want to lose control. So then if we were to really open that up, what 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 is the truth in that? If you were to really open up what is the underlying emotion you're having 
about this, right? And it might be that I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be by myself. Your children are now turned into part of your security system, which is very normal that that happens during divorce. And you're afraid of losing control. You're afraid of being by yourself. And then you really just have to ask, well, what is the truth in that? Because the truth is some point these children will grow up and these children will have to have lives on their own. Also, the other truth is these children just as much belong to the other spouse, unless the other spouse has done something that they've lost that privilege to have that relationship with their children. And, you know, we had a conversation in an earlier episode about being comfortable with the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these fears are manifestations of discomfort with the unknown of, will I lose my children? I think what people are really saying that I don't know what life with my children or life outside of this marriage looks like. So you attach it to something as I don't want to lose my children. I think you really put it in a really great perspective. And I like the idea of what are you really afraid of? Right. Right. Are you really afraid that you're going to have to be alone? Right. right? And in times where you don't want to be, are you afraid that your children are still going to love another parent that you don't love anymore? Right. And you don't want to admit that, or you can't even think about that. Oh, that's big. Yeah. It's a big one. Right. And that hurts. Right. You, we love our children so very much. Right. And to have them be with someone who we may be very angry with, very upset with. Obviously that's going to hurt, but it can be a big pill to swallow. It it can be really hard to swallow. And, And it's one of those things where you have to look at it and go, all right, so that's my real fear. Right. I've gotten past the irrational part of it. Mm -hmm. That's my real fear. So what is the real thing that I need to do about it? Right. And I think that once we identify the real fear that's underlying the irrational fear, because I think most intelligent human beings that aren't, haven't been a bad parent, know they're not going to lose their child, mm-hmm. but that irrational fear shows up. And if you dig behind it, you'll find the real fear. Then if you question the truth behind it, you'll find the real place of work that's waiting on you for, to become a, better version of yourself through this divorce transition. And I know we're using the example of children. You know, right. I, I don't want to lose my children. Another big example is I'm going to be bankrupt. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be homeless. Right. Yep. And I've got a case right now in which that's kind of manifesting itself. And this person has put themselves in a financially precarious situation with their own choices. And then looking at the divorce as if, Oh, this is the reason I'm going to be homeless. This is the reason I'm going to, first of all, they're not going to be either one of those things. Instead of thinking, oh, I need to focus on my career. I need to focus on getting my finances under control. I need to focus on this. They're focusing on that fear because quite frankly, it feels better right, to stay in their victimhood of this is happening to me and look, my big fear is coming to fruition right? instead of turning around and saying, I have this fear of I didn't want to do this. My fear was I was going to have to do things I didn't want to do. Now I have to do them, right? They're turning it into something completely irrational. I, I So I love that. 
I, there are things I don't want to do that I, now I have to do them, which I think is the, the underlying fear beneath that is I don't trust myself to do them. Ooh. Right. Yes. And that happens a lot with somebody who was in the dark with money, didn't really get to produce money. And at some point where they now have to, they've never built that muscle. And it's, yeah. and we all have something in our lives where at some point you're like, man, I got to do something I don't want to do. And if you tear that one layer down, the truth is, I don't know if I'm capable. I don't know if I can trust myself to do that. Overcoming that is one of the most powerful gifts you can give yourself because that is where self-confidence comes from. It's a very hard thing to swallow, to say, go do the thing you don't want to do and find the confidence in yourself and the trust in yourself that you can do it. But man, the gift from that is huge. It really is. There's, I'm sitting here in this picture came to my mind about a movie. Remember Never Ending Story? No. Okay. And behind my, it, probably because you weren't here when this came out. <laughs> but there's this moment in this story where everybody has to go up and face their irrational fear. And it's this mirror. Okay. Right. And nobody knows by looking at the people who are standing in front of the mirror, what they're seeing. Right. They just know that they're facing their irrational fears and no one's ever moved past that mirror. Wow. Everyone turns around and runs. So this young boy, it's, it's centered on children. This young boy goes up and he's standing in front of this mirror and what he sees are his real fears, not the irrational ones, but who he actually is and what his real fears are. And by doing that, he was able to walk past and through that mirror. That's incredible. It was a great story. Well, I think that's that's the thing. It's as, as precarious as it is, it is interesting that once you identify the real fear versus the irrational one that's playing the narrative and giving you an entire smoke and mirror show that's yes. distracting you from the real fear, once you get past that and identify the real fear, isn't it interesting how then it becomes simpler to lean into getting past it? Right. Yeah. Because the whole other thing, the whole irrational, I'm going to go bankrupt. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to lose my children. It's a complete sideshow. And it, I, and I don't know if it's like the ego trying to protect you by putting together a whole circus on the other end to keep you from what you really need to address. But once you are clear on what is it I really need to address with myself, the rest of it comes with more ease and grace. I'm not saying that it's painless. But it's more ease and grace that you're able to overcome it. And perhaps it's because just the awareness of this is the real fear I'm dealing with gives you a little bit more muscle at a time to overcome it. Well, when we're dealing with our real fears, we have real solutions. Yeah, that's right. And that's really what it comes down to. When we're dealing with irrational fears, there are no solution. It's simply irrational. You know... David Nagel, my coach that I've worked with for many years, always says the, the the quality of the answers you get in life comes from the quality of the questions you ask. And that's exactly what you're describing. If When you get to the real fear, you now ask a quality question about, well, what's next? 
Yep. And then you can get the quality answer that handles the real solution for it. And it may not be that you're homeless and that it may not be that you're bankrupt, but the real fear may be that you have to take a different financial posture than you've had in the past. And you have to decide what's important to you, right? right? And prioritize. And the real fear of, I don't want to lose my children is I don't want to lose their love. Right. Right. So really it's the circus show of the irrational fear is keeping you from the real work and allowing you to stay stuck. And I think that some people choose the benefit of staying stuck with their irrational fear because there's a benefit to every problem. And the benefit Mm -hmm. to it is you don't have to do anything because there isn't really anything you can do about an irrational fear, right? But those who choose to get past the irrational fear, question it, face it and say, okay, let's take that to its extreme. I am going to go bankrupt. How am I going to go from divorce to bankrupt? Let's go through that step by step. And once they uncover the how irrational that could be, not in everybody's situation. Some people really will go bankrupt, but if you're in a situation where that would be an irrational fear and you get to the bottom line of the real fear, then some people's choice of, okay, now I can roll up my sleeve and do the work. That's the freedom. And I think the question that you really need to ask yourself when you're thinking about, is this a rational or rational fear is, am I looking for a superhero or am I looking for a solution? Mm. That's the, that's the question. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to atlantadivorcelawgroup.com forward slash resources.